Our great example and instructor in prayer is the Lord Jesus Christ. In God's Word, we find everything we need to develop a life of prayer. Join Scott Pauley today as we study the Bible together. Have you prayed today? Better yet, have you prayed for someone else today? Andrew Murray said that he came to view prayer for himself as simply the means of God getting him ready to pray for others. That's powerful. Uh, to think that the ultimate in prayer is praying for other people, entering in, bearing one another's burdens, and so fulfilling the law of Christ. 1 Timothy 2.1, God commanding us to pray intercessory prayer. I wonder, do you have an intercessory prayer ministry? You see, that's something you can do wherever you are. It's something you can do for many people. Your prayers can go where you cannot. In recent months, in many places where I've gone, people have come up to me that I've never met before and have said to me, I just want you to know I pray for you every day. I want you to know there's nothing more humbling and there's nothing more encouraging than knowing somebody is bringing my name before the Heavenly Father. I want to talk to you about praying for your church. Thank God for the local church. Thank God for a, a group of believers that join themselves together uh, to study the Word of God, to fellowship, to carry out the Great Commission. That's what a church is all about. And I'll tell you, the great churches are praying churches. And I want to bring you to one of the prayers of the Apostle Paul. It's found in Colossians chapter number 1. And it is a, a most unique prayer for a couple of reasons. One, the Apostle Paul did not know everyone that he was writing to and praying for. It might even surprise you to find out that Paul had never even been there. I think there's a wonderful application here, and that is you can pray these things for those you know well, and even for those who are strangers, if they are a part of the family of God. So you can pray this for your own church family. You can pray it for other churches. And you may know a church right now that really needs special prayer. This would be a great thing for you to begin to pray. Another unique thing about this prayer is that every request was for some spiritual thing. I have to be honest with you. Most places where I go when they're having a prayer meeting and they open the floor for prayer requests, uh, you get everything known to man. I could give you lots of examples, and you're thinking of some right now. Uh, lots of physical things, lots of ailments. Sometimes the prayer request time becomes nothing more than gossip time or time to talk about needs. Uh, but real prayer gets to the heart of the matter. And the heart of the matter, of course, is spiritual reality. And then, I love this, Paul kept praying for them without seeing all the results. You see, here's a man who's not going to necessarily even be at Colossae. Uh, he's only going to get some reports from there. But he's not going to see all of the answers to prayer himself. He just believes God's answering and that when he gets to heaven, he's going to meet many of those answers to prayer. So, you don't pray simply to see something this week. You pray to see God's work move forward. Let's read just a little bit from Colossians chapter 1, beginning in verse number 9. He says, For this cause we also, since the day we heard it, do not cease to pray for you. And I must stop there just for a moment and remind you, that 1 Thessalonians 5.17 says the one thing we're to do without ceasing is pray without ceasing. Do you hear his terminology here? I do not cease to pray for you. An Old Testament parallel to this 
is the prophet Samuel in 1 Samuel 12, 23. He says, God forbid that I should sin against the Lord in ceasing to pray for you. Did it ever dawn on you that it's actually sin for us not to pray for one another? It's actually sin for us to stop praying for the church and for fellow members of our local assembly. It's actually sin. Now, the Bible says, Him that knoweth to do good and doeth it not, to him it is what? Sin. So is it good for you to pray for one another? Is it good for you to be a prayer warrior in your local church? Yes and yes. So what is it if we don't do that? Well, it is sin. One of the great failures the average church member is not what we do, it's what we fail to do. It's what we leave undone. And that is, we fail to pray as we ought to pray. And then he goes on and says, And to desire that you might be filled with the knowledge of His will in all wisdom and spiritual understanding, that you might walk worthy of the Lord unto all pleasing, being fruitful in every good work and increasing in the knowledge of God, strengthened with all might according to His glorious power unto all patience and longsuffering with joyfulness, giving thanks unto the Father, which hath made us meet to be partakers of the inheritance of the saints in light. Now, there's a lot in those verses. As a matter of fact, they're so packed full of truth. But I want you to know that if we'll take them line by line, we will create a prayer list we can use for our church. It's almost like in the first eight verses, when he begins his letter to this church in Colossae, he says to them, I'm praying for you. And he says that. He says in verse 3, We give thanks to God and the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, praying always for you. So he says, I'm praying for you. But then... When you come to verses 9 through 14, he says, here's how I'm praying for you. Let's get down to business a moment. Let's get very specific. When was the last time you had a specific answer to prayer? Well, we have not because we ask not. If you want to get specific answers, you've got to pray specific prayers. And so he gives multiple things that he's praying for this local church. I believe that all of these things are given to us uh, not only for us to read and to know, but for us to apply. And so I want to challenge you over the next few days to take Colossians chapter 1, verses 9 through 14, and make it your prayer for your church. Now we're going to walk through it, and I'm going to give you at least seven things, specific things, that will be on the list. But before we do that, I want to ask you if you'll make a commitment today. If you will say, by the grace of God, I'll take this passage over the next several days, I'll make it my own, and I'll pray it. You know, some churches have what they refer to as a prayer book. Friends, the greatest prayer book on earth is God's book. It's the Word of God. And if you want to know how to pray, then don't just read and study the Bible. Pray the Bible. Pray the very words of Scripture because it tells you how to pray. One of the first things you learn when you really begin to pray is that you don't know how to pray. Romans 8.26 says, We know not what to pray for as we ought. So, how do you find out? Well, if you want to find the will of God, the Holy Spirit reveals that through God's Word. And so I want to challenge you to take these verses and make them your prayer guide. I want to point one final thing out to you today. It is this. The Bible says in verse 9, the Apostle Paul says, I do not cease to pray for you and to desire. Notice the connection between prayer and desire. If you really want to know what a person wants, listen to them pray because your prayers reveal that. And I, I, I love this. His greatest desire 
was that spiritually this church would become everything that Jesus wanted it to be. It wasn't Paul's church. It was Christ's church. It wasn't, uh, it wasn't some family's church. It was God's church. And Paul had God's heart. He wanted it to become everything that God wanted it to be. If you want to help your church become everything God created it to be and founded it to be, then why don't you enter into prayer this week? Why don't you say, look, I can't do everything, but I can do something. I can't answer for everyone, but I can answer for myself. And by the grace of God, I'm going to pray. And I'm going to pray definite things and spiritual things. I'm going to pray for my local church. And I'm going to begin today. Thank you for joining us for today's study. We deeply appreciate your prayers for this work and hope that you'll visit our website, scottpauley.org, where you'll have an opportunity to invest in the gospel. Would you consider giving a gift to help us extend God's word to others? You'll also find many other encouraging resources. Our prayer for you is that with Christ, you will enjoy the journey.